Hello and welcome to the Learning to Mom podcast. If you're new here, my name is Layla. I inform first-time moms on pregnancy and birth so that they can be empowered and educated without feeling overwhelmed. If you're not new here, welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here. Today's episode is all about overcoming partner resentment in pregnancy. This is something that so many of us struggle with, but we don't want to like own it or even seek help because we're embarrassed for struggling with it. But it is something that so many of us can relate to. So I hope that my tips today, as well as my story serves you well. Let's jump into this week's episode. In true Learning to Mom podcast fashion, I am jumping right into things today. Here's how this episode is going to roll today. I'm first going to share my experience with partner resentment. Then I'll share nine tips on how to overcome partner resentment in your pregnancy. So first, just jumping right in, ripping off the band-aid, just trying to be as open and vulnerable with you as possible. I was 24 at the time when we got pregnant unexpectedly, out of wedlock, yada, yada, yada. Listen to episode zero for my story if you want the tea there. I struggled because I still wanted to just honestly like hang out and go out with my friends and have a fun time. Not like get wild, right? But I mean, just enjoy myself. And I couldn't because I was pregnant and I couldn't drink. And I was also throwing up every night around seven and asleep by eight. And while I was dealing with that and also like just being really jealous of my friends and falling into the victim mentality of like, woe is me, I'm pregnant and I don't want to be yada, yada, yada. What a blessing. Everything in hindsight, right? Anywho, while I was dealing with all of that, I looked at Matthew and it just seemed like his life was untouched. It wasn't changing. He still got nine months before he was having to make sacrifices while my sacrifices started right away, right? I was the one gaining all the weight. I was the one who wasn't able to fit into my clothes. I was the one who already had to make lifestyle changes before the baby even came. When you get pregnant, you're a mom. You are a mom right away. You start putting yourself second. It's just it's just hard to feel like I'm making all these changes already. You get pregnant and bam, you're already making mother sacrifices, just like mothering the baby inside the womb. And it really, I mean, I'm not proud of this, but this is why we're chatting about it today. It made me really jealous looking at Matthew and being like, he's still got nine months of freedom without having to be a dad and make those sacrifices. He's not having to say no to hanging out with friends late at night because he's going to puke. He's not having to hide a pregnancy. He's not having to feel like crap every day. He's getting rest and sleeping through the nights. His skin is so clear. The list goes on and on. Not only did I work myself up about like the small sacrifices that I was having to make during pregnancy, but I was working myself up about the future ones. He doesn't have to birth this baby and deal with the pain with that. He doesn't have to deal with the postpartum healing. His body won't forever be changed. He won't be the primary caretaker of this baby. He can still hang out with his buddies and not even worry about the baby. He won't have sore nipples. Again, the list went on and on and I just fell deep deep into the victim mentality as you can as you can tell and the thing is Matthew is freaking wonderful he uprooted his entire life for our family before we even had the baby maybe he wasn't the one throwing up every morning like I was but he gave up a successful career to move to Indianapolis so that he could be 10 minutes away from my family he found a completely new job in a completely new field he's amazing but I was so blind 
to all of the sacrifices that he was already having to make and choosing to make because I was just focused on myself and giving into the victim mentality. And then also what exaggerated my partner resentment towards Matthew was all of the social media I was consuming. So many mom influencers and mom accounts, you know, this relatable mom accounts. Sorry, that was kind of rude. If you have one of those, I'm not saying, hey, this is just the majority. Um, they, they just focus on making relatable, like funny content. So that will go viral and get a lot of likes based on relatability. But the content out there is let's be honest, it's really degrading to our men. It's partner bashing and complaining about all the sacrifices we have to make as women while our husband leaves us and goes golfing for eight hours on a Saturday. And when real after real you watch is just how hard it is to be a mom and how easy the men have it, you start to grow in jealousy and bitterness towards your husband. This is why I am so passionate about not partner bashing with any of my content. I don't want to consume any content that makes me angrier at the world, so I don't want to create any content that makes others feel that way. It just took a while to work through my partner resentment, honestly, because I was trapped in the victim mentality and I was just consuming that kind of content all the time that it was hard for me to have a different mindset about it. Even though Matthew was making sacrifices and being kind and generous and thoughtful and amazing, honestly, I just couldn't see it because in my mind, whatever he did, no matter what it was, it would never be enough. It was always going to be less than what I was having to do, which was so toxic and really rough on our relationship, as you can imagine. And you probably have similar sentiments because you are listening to this episode. That is not a healthy life-giving attitude to have in a relationship. Big yikes, big, big, big yikes. I was able to work through my partner resentment in pregnancy with these nine tips that I'm going to share with you now. So if you are able to relate to any of my story at any level, then I know that these nine tips are going to serve you well too. Before we jump into those nine tips, I want to tell you about the most perfect shop that I have found. It is for every boy mom that has ever thought to themselves, I wish boy clothes were as cute as girl clothes. Well, now they are. Meet bow and arrows. You don't have to keep dressing your baby boys in fire trucks, dinosaurs, and video game console graphics anymore. Bow and Arrows is an affordable online boy clothing boutique. They carry sizes from newborn to even adult sizes, from pajamas to play outfits to outfits you'll want them in for family photos. This online clothing store is for you, my boy mom friend. One of the things that I also really appreciate about Bow and Arrows is that they're actually affordable. We all know the boutiques that call themselves affordable, but then we check them out and we're like, hmm, if that's what you think affordable is, then you must be in a different tax bracket here. Bow and Arrows clothing is priced really well, especially for the quality and for what they carry. And because you're a Learning to Mom podcast listener, you get 10% off your first order. Head over to bowandarrows.com. That's B-E-A-U and arrows.com. And make sure you use discount code LTM10 at checkout. In full honesty, that's not an affiliate link. That's just so that you can get an even greater deal. 
The link is in the episode show notes, as always, for your convenience. So these are the nine tips that I did for overcoming partner resentment in my pregnancy. One, for me, honestly, I really had to pray through it. The Lord had to work on my heart for me to see that the sacrifices Matthew was making were valid, important, and really awesome. And honestly, I had to see how toxic and self-centered all of my thoughts were. He had to show me just how selfish I was being. All right, number two, I had to completely change the way that I viewed motherhood. That was a change and a, and a, a heart project itself because I didn't want to be a mom. I didn't know if I ever would want to be a mom. And I definitely didn't want to be a mom when I was in my prime, a young working adult and not even married yet. I had to have a mentality shift so that I could see how beautiful and unique the bond was that I was making with our child while it was still in the womb. Yes, we may feel like crap, but we get to be the baby's home and our husbands don't get that. Yes, none of our clothes might fit, but we get to feel the baby kick and move every single time and our husbands don't every single time. He, you know, they only get to feel a few when they happen to be feeling for the kicks and the baby kicks at the time, right? Yes, we have to deal with childbirth and the pain of it, but we get to be our baby's safe place and our husbands don't. Yes, we have to deal with postpartum bleeding and postpartum everything, but we also get to be our baby's favorite person. In fact, Newborns don't even realize that they're a different person than mom until they're about six months old. And as beautiful as fatherhood is, the baby's bond with mom is so much deeper. Let's be honest. Like that's just science. Motherhood is beautiful and getting to be a mom is really the best thing in the world. Like the beauty of motherhood is amazing. If I was a dad and knowing what I know now, experiencing what I've experienced now on this side of things... I would be jealous that I wasn't the mom. Like, yes, maybe I still got to drink for those nine months on the boat with my friends in the summer while my my wife was pregnant. But like, holy cow, she gets to be the mom. I would be jealous. That is how beautiful and awesome motherhood is. So changing mentality is huge. Step number three, unfollow any and all relatable mom social media accounts. My advice here to you is to stop consuming content that leaves you angrier and bitter and more resentful. If an Instagram influencer is bashing on her husband, you don't need to see that. You don't need to add fuel to the fire that you're already working so hard to put out. Number four, put up boundaries with friends who are negative and who partner bash. Don't subscribe to that lifestyle. If you leave hanging out with a friend and you feel more empty, if you feel angrier at your husband, put up those boundaries. Don't allow that friend to negatively impact your relationship. Number five, swapping out our vocabulary. So instead of, I have to carry this baby for nine months, mm -mm, it's I get to carry this baby for nine months. Instead of, I have to give birth in three months, it's I get to welcome our baby into the world in three months. Instead of, I can't eat sushi for another six months, swap it with, I get to literally be the home of our baby for another six months, so I get to make that home as healthy as possible for our baby. Swap out the word have to with get to. Number six, open communication with your partner is key. 
actually letting them in on how you're feeling, even if you're embarrassed and you know that you shouldn't be feeling this way, just letting them know what is going on inside of your head is going to help. It will make you such a stronger couple. Number seven, on the same line, you might need to make an appointment with a couples therapist. There's absolutely no shame in that. I highly recommend it. If your conversations aren't going anywhere and you've tried all these other tips that I'm sharing, but you're still struggling, go see a couples therapist. Again, no shame. There should be no embarrassment. It's not taboo. Couples see them all the time. Even if you have a completely normal, so happy marriage, it is really great to see a couples therapist. Did you know that the Learning to Mom podcast has a newsletter now and it's not filled with fluffy, annoying, obvious information and it's not a Layla's diary entry? No, this newsletter is made for you with your best interest in mind. Each week I share a question to ask your doctor during your visits along with why it's important to ask them. I also share important information like product recalls, new products on the scene, and a really cool feature is that I always send the episode show notes in the newsletter so that way you don't have to like, you know, figure out and tap through to the episode show notes. You just know Episode show notes is already included in that email that you get every Monday morning. To give you a little sneak peek here, because I want you to see what you are missing out on if you don't sign up for the newsletter. Last week in the newsletter, I shared the important question to ask your doctor during your visits of what is your C-section rate and what is this hospital's C-section rate? And it's important to ask that because the average C-section rate in the U.S. is 32%, but the World Health Organization recommends a rate between 10 and 12. So it's just really important to know what your doctor's C-section rates are, as well as the hospital, that way you're more informed, to see if they typically influence women to have C-sections, so that way you know just kind of how well-versed and informed you need to be on your options and your birth plan. So that way, if you're not wanting a C-section, you can understand, well, this doctor has a really high rate. She might just be trying to influence me into having a C-section rather than vaginally. Or is this really a medically necessary reason to have a C-section? Also, under pregnancy news, here's what I shared. I shared five foods that can naturally boost your iron levels during pregnancy. I also shared a beef and poultry in New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania that was putting pregnant women at risk for listeriosis. Probably butchered that. And I also shared a research article that's about research working to predict postpartum depression. So if you want in on all of this juicy information, as you can tell, see, it's not like a Layla fluffy email. This is good stuff. Make sure that you sign up in the episode show notes below. Number eight, a pro tip here. It might be time for a date night. Sometimes you just need some time away or even a date night at home to enjoy each other's company and not worry about all the things that you have to get done before baby comes or not worry about the finances of baby or whatever stress may be adding to the complexity of your partner resentment. You may just need a fun date night. Maybe a couple's pottery class or a picnic at home, going to your favorite restaurant or having a movie night at home. Just spend quality time together to really remember that you guys are on the same team and you love one another. Number nine, you might need some personal care time. Sometimes when we're really down in the dumps, super angry, really taking it out on others, sometimes it's really just 
a cry, like a cry for I need some time, so I'm taking it out on you. Do you need to go visit your best friend for a weekend? Do you need to take a Saturday all to yourself? Do you need to start a weekly girls night with your besties? I think it's going to take a lot more than just a bubble bath for you to feel recharged and prioritized. This is also why openly communicating with your partner about what you need and how you're feeling is only going to help. There you have it. Those are the nine tips. But Before I let you go, I want to just leave you with the fact that partner resentment in pregnancy is real and it's cancerous. It will take over your thoughts and it will make you become bitter, angry, and jealous. It will take over your mindset, causing you to become toxic and rude to your husband. You will think that nothing he can do will be good enough or can compare to what you're having to go through. I just want to encourage you to make these shifts. Pray about it, work through it, talk about it with your husband. I don't want you to give in to the temptations of our society about how hard motherhood and pregnancy is and how men suck and fatherhood isn't good enough. No, I am calling you out and wanting to encourage you that fatherhood is beautiful and awesome and that they are making sacrifices as well. But you, you get to be the home. You get to be a mom and motherhood rocks. It's hard and challenging, but it's remarkable and unique and you get to do it. I am so proud of you for working through partner resentment. Even if you're listening to this episode just to start working through this, that's amazing. You'll get there. It's a long journey and there's a lot of work to go through. So I am very proud of you for starting this journey. Oh, and one more thing, don't forget to subscribe to the Learning to Mom newsletter, which you can do by going to the episode description below, by going to learningtomom.com, or by going to the link in our Instagram bio, which is learningtomom.podcast. I know you're on your phone because you're about to find a new podcast to listen to or find some music to jam out to next. So while you're on your phone, Go subscribe to the newsletter. You won't regret it. And I will see you back here next week.